Hi, thank you for joining us for another session of dedication. Fans remember the Bay City Rollers. Hosted by Bay City Rollers fan events. Hi, I'm Suze, and with me is our co-host, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, Suze. How you doing? Good. How's it going? Going good. Good. All right, this week we are super excited to have with us music journalist and broadcaster Caroline Sullivan. Caroline Hi. is um, a New York City fan from back in the day. She now lives in the UK. Her impressive CV includes The Guardian, The Times, Vogue, Cosmo, Radio 4's Today program, Radio 5, and other outposts of the BBC. She's also the author of several books, Madonna, Ambition, Music, and Style, Ed Sheeran, Writing Out Loud, Adele, The Other Side, and of course, most notably for us, Bye Bye Baby, My Tragic Love Affair with the Bay City Rollers. Hi, Caroline. Welcome. Hi. Hi. You? Thank you so much for sitting down with us. We are really super excited. Well, I'm excited. This is really fun. I mean, who doesn't like talking about themselves and the rollers? We, 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 make, we, we make it our mission every day. <laughs> we love it. We love it. We love it. All right. So we'll dive right in. Um, we always start at the beginning. I know some of this, a lot of this is covered in your book. But tell us how you first became aware of the Bay City Rollers. Um, I can tell you this really, um, really concisely. When I was a kid, I used to be really interested in the British music press, even though I lived in New Jersey. And, and um, I used to try and buy the, in, the British music papers like Melody Maker and Record Mirror. And, um, and the Rollers were massive in England at the time. And so I started reading about this group called the Bay City Rollers. No idea who they were. Um, but the Brits were excited about them, so that made me wonder. And then um, I started getting wind through Sixteen magazine of the fact that they were about to try to break America. And all of a sudden I thought, oh my God, I can actually see these guys in the flesh and hear the music and see what the Brits like about them. And so that was how. And that's exciting. Okay, so now the book came out 21 years ago. How does that feel? That, uh, it makes me feel old. But <laughs> apart from that, um, it's really freaky because it's, it's kind of, I mean, I feel really a bit of an idiot saying this, but it's kind of a cult classic. I mean, it keeps selling. Um, it's awesome. Well, in small quantities, I've got to say, but it does keep selling. I still get royalty statements from Bloomsbury. And that means that a lot of people are still interested enough in the rollers and the experiences that they themselves had when they were kids. And um, I, really, I really like the idea that people still want to read about the rollers. And... Um, this is kind of blowing my own trumpet, but um, Griel Marcus, the absolute dawn of American rock critics, actually chose Bye Bye Baby as one of his five favorite um, music books of all time. So I was very pleased about that. <gasps> wow, that's fantastic. That is I fantastic. know, I know. I found out about it five years after he did it, but I still found out. And um, so I tweeted wow. him to say thank you. And, oh, that's um, awesome. Seriously, I was, I'm, I'm not worthy. So. Oh. Well, I, mean, I think with the social media and everything, there's just been a you know an influx of just thousands and thousands of more fans. In the beginning, with you know the internet in its infancy, there was just kind of maybe a couple hundred of us. Now it's just thousands and thousands. Yeah. So well, that's when great. I actually, actually something that really shocked me was after I read the book. I mean, when I was writing the book, this was 1998 when I was writing it. Um, you're right. The internet was in its infancy, and I was thinking you know, nobody is probably interested in the rollers anymore, or if they are, 
you know, they're adults now, they're probably like me, they look back on it and they think, oh, that was a fun time, but they're not really consumed by the rollers anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, when the book came out in 1999, I found out because of the internet that a lot of people were still really, really keen on them and really loved them. And um, I hadn't expected that. And I got a load of, um, I mean, this is before Twitter, obviously, and before social media, but um you know, word of the book was spread through several Roller Found sites, and I got letters and things, um, a lot of which said things like, why were you so mean to the Rollers? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I mean, so what, what made you decide to write the book? And, and, and with that comment, if you were going to write it today, would you have done anything differently? Um, well, the reason, the reason I decided to write it was that I was actually, well, Bloomsbury Publishing, they had just, um, <laughs> excuse me, started, I think they just published the first Harry Potter book, and so the publishing company was, it, it was kind of getting rich from the first Harry Potter, and um, all of a sudden they were looking for other authors, female authors in particular, and mm. somebody introduced me to an editor at Bloomsbury, mm-hmm. and um, we were just talking, and I had no, I you know, I had no, no plan to write any sort of book about anything, but we just got chatting and, you know, I was telling her about my roller experience just because I thought she'd find it funny. And she said, that's it. Do a synopsis. And if it's a good synopsis, we'll do a book. And I thought, oh, my God, now I've got to write about this? So, basically, it was a journalistic opportunity. And, you know, nobody would turn down a publishing deal from Bloomsbury. Absolutely, oh, absolutely not. not. Yeah, exactly. So, um, the second thing is, how did I if I could have written it today. Yes, I'd have been, I think, a lot more careful in, um, I mean, back then, sarcasm and um, snarkiness was, it was part of my armory, I suppose, and I really wish now that I'd been kinder. Hey, you're from the East Coast, Philly and Queens. Yeah, New York (laughs) York. Jersey girl. Yeah, yeah, Um, it's it's in our DNA. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So, if I was writing it now, I'd, I'd leave out certain, you know, nasty little details, which at the time I thought it was really funny to say things like, you know, one of the rollers is bald. Well, you know, now why? You know, I look back on it, I think I shouldn't have done that. It's just, you know, it makes people upset. So I'd have been kinder, um, definitely. Yeah, but, I mean, we're, we mature in 21 years a little bit, don't we? <laughs> Whether we want yes. to or not. Exactly. Um, yeah. was, although saying that, uh, sorry to interrupt, but saying that, um, I would still have to say that because I was listening to a lot of, you know, I guess what we call classic rock nowadays, I was listening to a lot of that and I knew the Rollers as musicians didn't live up to it. And so even though I loved the Rollers songs, Mm. I couldn't respect them as musicians the way I did, you know. um, Yeah. So I'd probably still put that in. Yeah, it's not even apples and oranges, really, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah, and Sorry. probably some of the fans who sent you those letters are, are the fans that still kind of believe in, in Tam's PR spin, the milk drinking image. I mean, you went oh. you went there, you know, and some people, oh, you know, yeah. just don't want to hear that or believe that. Um, so I'm sure that, you know, those were the, the kind of letters you were getting. I can I can understand. I can I can imagine. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all we all have our... I mean, for me, my roller mania... I mean, I did love them as individuals, and I loved the songs, and I loved the atmosphere around them, but um, in terms of truly worshipping somebody, I guess 
the person I wouldn't want to hear anything bad about is Bruce Springsteen. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. for, for me, it's Sidney Poitier. I mean, I know he's not a singer, but if anything bad comes out about him, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so, With, yeah, you know. So, um, so, yeah, so I can understand why a lot of Roller fans didn't want to hear anything negative about them, because I'd be the same about Bruce. So, yeah. um you know? Yeah, I mean, one of the quotes is from your book is, for as long as we loved them, real life was a place we only had to visit now and then. Rollerland was our refuge from the adult lives we weren't ready for. Yeah, yeah. That might apply to a lot of us still, <laughs> you know, because here we still um, are. I think, I think that's probably true. Um, I mean, trying to avoid adult life is a really, it's like a, it's like a kind of um, typical thing for young kids, young mm. girls and young boys as well, you know, we're just not ready for it, you know, being grown up bill paying adults. Um and um loving the rollers was it, it really was, you know, a kind of way of avoiding getting into real relationships, real boyfriend, girlfriend relationships. Right, which we were that we too may not for them. Yeah, we may not have felt ready for that. Yeah, yeah. It, and, it was uh, a safe so, place to yeah. to have romance for lack of better words and still be, you know, innocent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. You know, you could also um, love Eric or whoever, whichever one you like and um, just kind of see him the way you want to see him. And, exactly. Uh, you write the script yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. There's, there's nothing to disappoint you if you love Eric and you just kind of fashion him into the kind of perfect guy that you want him to be. Yeah, mind our thoughts weren't always innocent, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, uh, you had you know had quite a posse with you back in the day. Are you still friends with your roller friends? Because we're we're all yeah. still together. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm. I'm still. I've never stopped being friends with um, the roller friend that I call Emma in the book. Mm -hmm. um, she's the one, by the way, who's always said to me, "Don't ever dare tell mention her real name in public." Uh, <laughs> understood. Understood. But but even so, I, I think she's actually a little bit worried about it. I mean, she keeps saying, I can't believe I ever liked them. And I was saying, but why? Every, every kid likes a, a, a boy band at some point. Right. And um, she's really, really, she's, she's like trying to deny the past. But anyway, and because of through <laughs> Facebook, I've reconnected with um, most of the others as well. Oh, that's so wonderful. I'm that's about wonderful. That. You know, something's yeah. happening within the last couple of years where it's cool to like them now. I mean, these yes, are, I have yeah. all these male friends who are coming out as being fans from back in the day. And I'm like, well, where were you? That might have helped. <laughs> that might have helped our reputation back in the day. But yeah, they're coming out of the woodworks. And it's, yeah, it's like I said, I cool to like them now. You don't have to be ashamed anymore. You can put your button on and go out in public. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And um, I mean, the Ramones were always really open about it from the very start. The Ramones apparently based some of their um, image on the rollers and um, uh, Nirvana, you know, Kurt Cobain loved mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. and, um, you know, now other, um, a lot of a lot of guys I know, I mean, you know, other music journalists, male music journalists around of my generation, they're starting to say, oh yeah, the rollers, yeah, they were kind of like cheap trick, weren't they? They were kind of cool, yeah. really. The, um, yeah. So, mm. yeah, there's so, a very mm. recent picture, sorry, Laura, um, with Les McEwen, and Dave Grawl, who is my forever hall pass. <laughs> and it's like, okay, worlds are now colliding. I mean, it was, so you know, Nirvana was definitely fans. So Dave got a real kick out of meeting him. I mean, I think it was a year or two ago, not longer than that. I'll have to see if I can dig that up. 
Well, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's the rollers are finally being reappraised. I mean, it's taken a really long time because most most seventies pop bands um, they've kind of been they they were underwent the kind of cool reappraisal years ago. Mm-hmm. Like ABBA have been right. incredibly cool now for like oh, twenty five yeah. years. Yeah. Um, and other 70s um, boy bands. But the Rollers has taken a really long time for people to sort of look at them again and say, oh, yeah, yeah, they did have cool things about them. Yeah. And sadly, it might be just a little too late. For Alan, as I, I mean, mean yeah, Alan, yeah. I mean, there's just been one tragedy after another with this band, hasn't there? <laughs> it's just it's so a, it a really, lot of... It taught us it how really to has. accept heart, heartbreak, I think, over and over again. And that's know, a good thing. I, We're resilient. I know. I mean, actually, one of the um, one of the re- I mean, one of the um, <laughs> uh, what's the word consequences of the the current virus is that um, uh, you know guys like McLez McEwen. I mean, he basically makes his living touring, mm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and apparently makes a pretty good living at it. But obviously, he can't tour right now, and so um, and I think. Um, Woody uh, teaches now. He he teaches at a university in Edinburgh. I think he teaches music technology, um, and the others still make music. And oh, Derek is a nurse, so I guess Derek probably works all the time at the moment. But um, you know, it, you you do feel really sad for them that they can't do um, th- their jobs. They're actually in the same the same position we're all in right now, which is bizarre. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. So the. Um, you say yes. You do feel really sorry for them because they haven't got the big mansions or, you know, the other things that uh, big seventies bands had yeah. have. You know, although apparently um, Les, he, um, I interviewed him about six months ago for a magazine called Record Collector. And he told me that he's got a really nice house in Hackney. He says he's got a Georgian, you know, a double fronted Georgian house. And he told me he made a point of telling me it was worth about two million pounds now. Oh well. Um, so it's probably a really nice house. Yeah, it sounds it sounds yeah. nice. <laughs> Is that the house that he's been doing all the gardening at? He's been doing like videos about gardening in his lockdown. Yeah, he's in he's oh, in Hack- he? he's in Hack- yeah he's in Hackney, so it must oh. be that house. So does he, he must does he wow he must have a big garden does he yeah. have a big garden? You can't really tell from the pictures, you know. Is I, it just him? Yeah, he does like per- periscope. Yeah, periscope videos. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have right. to check them out. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I'll, I will do that. Um, it's, you know, very, um, it's very remiss of me not to. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to the book, did you ever get any feedback from, from the band members about the book when it came out? Good or bad? Um, no, because, um, I mean, their manager, the guy who was managing them at the time when it came out in 99, um, he, he personally asked Bloomsbury for... Um, you know, a copy of the book for mm-hmm. every every member, but there was never really there was never really any kind of response either way. Um, so I guess he just wanted to see what had been written about them, and um, and never never heard back from him. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about Carol uh, C J Strauss a lot in the book, and we've actually become mm. friends with her through through the years. And we did an event in Philadelphia where she was one of our guest speakers. Oh wow! Um, How is she? Uh, she's wonderful. You, she is. A dynamo. She's on, she's on Facebook. I'll have to hook you two up. But did you ever meet her? Um, I saw her because she, whenever they would be somewhere, she would be with mm-hmm. them. Um, so I kind of saw her from a distance, but never actually met her. Although, actually, hang on, I've just remembered something. A couple of years 
maybe a couple of years, like in the early 80s, um, when I got the rollers out of my system, I was at some gig at uh, Madison Square Garden, and she must have, I can't remember who it was, it was like some major rock band, and I guess she must have been doing the press on that band, because mm-hmm. she was there, yeah. and I must, and I can't remember how we actually started talking, but I, I must have gone up to her and said, oh my God, Carol Strauss, hey, you know, I was a big roller fan, and um and she was, you know, to give her credit, she was actually very polite to me because she's um, lovely. I'm, sh- mm, I'm sure the last thing she wanted was, you know, some some schmuck from who <laughs> used to follow the rollers, kind of accosting her at some gig. I I still wish I could remember. Who You'd it be was. surprised. She loves um, us schmucks over here. <laughs> she is um, an interesting. Fa- thing, sorry, but the, the thing that I remember most about this little kind of conversation was she said to me, "Oh, right, and who's your fave now?" And I, I was thinking, my fave? I'm not a child, you know? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of us have and, left that. Um, and I couldn't think of it, you know, because she obviously thought that having left the rollers behind, I must still be in that stage of my life yeah. where, you know, and that, that kind of, because you know what you like when you're outgrowing something, you don't want to be drawn back to Absolutely. It. Sure. Well, that was probably her mm. standard question whenever she met someone. Do you know, I'm going to give mm. you a fun fact about her. She is a pin, ping pong champion and she travels all over the country um and she she's fabulous she's unbelievable play, we, ping really pong yeah ping pong absolutely yeah. senior ping pong and really? she's amazing we love her shout out to carol wow <laughs> amazing okay and yeah. her um, her husband was uh, mike kleffner he that's right Arista, and yeah. um, i think he passed he away has, a few years ago that right? that's right that's right mm. yeah right 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 because i used to, he was he was always around as well um, now, it, I'm going back to the book again, so we're going back and forth a little. In the book, you had a couple of very interesting encounters with their manager, Tam. Um, mm-hmm. Not all pleasant. I mean, in fact, most mm-hmm. of them not pleasant. But there was one encounter, um, especially um, the, the encounter in Macy's I'm referring to, where you had tea with them. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, okay, we found him that we, he, uh, he left to the hotel that they were staying in, and he took a cab, and obviously... We got in the next cab and said, follow that cab. <laughs> and um, he gets out of Macy's. We get out of Macy's. We follow him into the store. Um, and he starts going up an escalator. And we kind of crowned him right behind him. And um, I guess, he just, and, you know, we were expecting him to say, come on, get lost. But I guess either he just figured there's no point in fighting it or he was just lonely. Who knows? You know, he's just bored. And so he just started talking to us like, you know, like people. And... Um, he wanted to get a shirt, and he said, come with me, you know, tell me what, the sh- what you think of the shirt, and, um, you know, oh, I was wow. with, I know, I was with two, two or three friends, I can't remember, at least two or three roller friends, um, and we're kind of, sh- like, elbowing each other and saying, do you believe this? And then he bought a couple of shirts, and then he said, um, I want to get, you know, I want a milkshake, why don't we go to the cafe in the store? And so um, we went up there, and he bought us, uh, God, milkshakes? Um, something and he was like talking to us and it, it was absolutely astonishing it really really was it was like it was like there was no history between us he yeah. he'd always been incredibly protective of the rollers and um he was famous for that and all of a sudden it was like he almost kind of saw us almost as friends and um naturally it never happened again but That's what incredible. an amazing encounter though yeah, that is i amazing. know I mean, I it's like we were, the holy grail, if you will, if you wanted to get close to them. Yes, that's where you, I know, you had to go through I, well, that door yeah. or that wall. Or, or he, well, he was kind of the doorkeeper to the holy grail. But, For sure. Um, yeah, and um, and we just went away thinking, wow, God, he's really nice, which might have been part of his cunning plan because 
all of a sudden we really liked him and that meant we were going to start telling other people how nice he was so maybe that was all part of it oh interesting still working the pr that pr spin i guess (laughs) he was a genius at that possibly absolutely genius at it and okay you never officially outed your personal roller by name um why were, and were um, we meant to guess by the book cover of the first release? That was a photo that you no, took, right? No, that wasn't. It was just, I, always, I just always liked that that picture because I thought it was cute. That but cute. Um, it's it's basically of a roller sitting there um, at a an autograph signing session. It was, you know, it's basically, hit the, hit, well, the back of him. His, um, he's sitting on a chair and I basically got the area from his back to, from his upper back to his knees. So, um um, I just always thought that was a cute picture. But no, the reason I never mention it is, you know, it's too kiss and tellish really, to do that. Um, so I just never wanted to. That's fair enough. Um, you did um, encounter your personal roller again later in life, um, but you denied ever meeting him when he asked you if you've met before. Um, why? Well, um, I met him because I was working at Melody Maker at, at, by then. And this was like early 90s, I think. And um, the news editor was uh, <laughs> a friend of some of the rollers. And she said to me one day, oh, some of the rollers are coming to the pub. Why don't you come and meet them? You used to like them, didn't you? And so I went to the pub and um, there were a couple of rollers sitting there, including my quote unquote personal roller. And, um, and he, just kind of, um, he just kind of looked at me for like longer than he should have because he was obviously thinking he knows me from somewhere. And, um, and finally, he said, have we, he said, have we met somewhere? And I said, no. And the reason I said that was, by then, you know, I had a different life. I was actually working in the music business. I was professional by then. And um, I guess, I mean, I guess if I'd met him now, like, you know, 35 years later, and he said, you know, have we met before? I'd say, yes, it's me. But um, <laughs> back then, I felt like I had things to prove with you know, my colleagues, and uh, so the last thing I wanted was to um, be seen as some kind of basically rollers groupie, Um, and so it seemed, I know, and I felt, I actually felt kind of, I felt bad saying no to him, because he clearly recognized me, and for me to say no, I mean, what more could he say, he couldn't say, yes, you definitely, you know, um, I guess he had to accept it, and he was clearly really puzzled by it. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so mm. I'm going to ask, um, do you still have the sock? Do you know, I don't even remember the sock. You you asked me this in our preliminary chat. I can't, which, what was the sock? <laughs> oh, after um, you spent some time there, you you were looking mm. for like a souvenir to take and there was a balled up, you know, um, athletic sock. <laughs> oh my God, I took it? Hey, hey, you know, we don't judge. I don't, we, I don't know what we would have grabbed. No, 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 judgment. no judgment whatsoever. But I'm thinking about how much that sock would go for eBay on eBay right now. Oh, uh, with all the DNA on it, can you imagine? <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, even though I don't remember taking it, that's exactly the kind of thing I would have done. And so, and I definitely wouldn't have washed it. In fact, I probably oh, wouldn't have no. I know. Oh, hell no. Oh. You know, why, why wash away all the goodness? Walk around huffing uh, it. <laughs> Along those lines, I actually have um, a shirt of a particular roller that was won for me on eBay years ago. Wow, really? And my my twin sister did it as a surprise. It was my favorite roller. Um, I How have did one pay, or or did she never tell you? She didn't. It, it just arrived at my house. She saw it online, and even there was a picture showing this 
my favorite roller wearing this shirt on a Japanese TV appearance. But I've personally worn the shirt several times, but I have never washed it. No, you can't wash it. Wow, you really? Cannot wash it. No. <laughs> so, it, I mean, what, when you when you got it, like, had it been washed? I, I don't know, um, but it came, and I can't find it, but it did come with the photograph of him on this Japanese TV show wearing the shirt. And I do, I do have side-by-side pictures of us each wearing the shirt. Wow, well, really? you also have a story, Laura, of wearing it while in his arms, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes, I actually did get my picture taken with him wearing the shirt. He did ask if he could have it back, and I told really? him, absolutely not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> did, he, did he actually mean that, or was he just joking? I, well, he, somebody had told him that the shirt I was wearing had been his year ago, and so when I met him, he jokingly asked if he could have a back. Ah. And, but I, I was very serious when I said no. Ah. <laughs> well, you're not going to give it back. Absolutely you know. not. No, is he crazy? So now so that, I, but I totally understand the, the sock thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, you, but as you can see, I obviously, I don't, not only do I not remember it, but I obviously don't have it anymore. So that's bad of me, isn't that? <laughs> no. Caroline, when you were writing the book, did you have a journal that you were referring to? Because there were so many details. There's no way I would have remembered, even five minutes after. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are lots of quotes from my diary in in the book. If you you reread it, um, you'll find lots of quotes. Um, And I started, I think I started most chapters with a a quote from uh, my diary. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have... um, I would have forgotten so much stuff if I hadn't had it to refer to. Yeah, that's that's an interesting mm. thing that a lot of a lot of our friends are also writers and they were also journal keepers. So that's the start yeah. of it, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Exactly. Um, so coming to uh, present, did you cover or attend any of the reunion gigs in 2015? Um, no, no, I didn't. I didn't know they were happening. I'm kind of out of the loop. Um, that is, that's probably also bad of me, but um, I didn't even know. I mean. I remember uh, it was the when they they all hang and it was Les, uh, Alan, and Woody, and um, they reformed under the basically Rollers name, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Right. And so, and they played some sellout gigs at the end of 2015 in Edinburgh. I think they played a couple in London as well. Yeah. No, those are the ones I'm referring to. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I would have. Do you know? I would have wanted to. I probably asked to review the London ones, but um, obviously didn't get the go-ahead, um, which is a shame. Oh, that um, would have been really fun. Really yes. That would yeah. have been full circle. That would have been really fun. Um, but then, the, then they split again? The, because there's they, always been a kind of uh, like uh, acrimony between some of them, hasn't there? That's right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's been no end of drama. It's like a soap opera. Yeah, yeah. And so... The uh, actual um, reunion, how long, it lasted like less than a year, didn't it? They, they, did, they did gigs in 2015 that were very successful, and then they tried to recapture that again and do it in 2016. And they were like Christmas time gigs, and that's when it all fell Ooh. apart in 2016. And what happened there? Um, I just think, I mean, I will never know, and you, you, there's you know, two different camps fussing, so you're getting completely two different stories that, that we'll never know the, the reason, but, um, just, you know, right. back and forth, so do you, backbiting. So do you, do you think that uh, they'll try and, 
you know, get another reunion off the ground. I don't think I don't so. Think that and and without Alan, it just doesn't make any sense. It's, for me, it doesn't make any sense. True, but I guess if you if you got if you got Eric and Les and Woody, that would be a, a pretty good showing. But, sure, uh, people would definitely would attend. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I I would. Yeah, yeah. I, I would totally go. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm not optimistic yeah, about that. Interest in that anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he, he does his own uh, thing. He, right. He's he, had he, some. He's had some health issues. So. Um, oh, how, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Um, and awesome. he, he's doing well. He actually did two events in Hoik, which is the borders in Scotland, and Laura okay. and I both went over in 2018 and 2019. And his yeah. um, assistant, or you know, does a really nice event around him, and you know, people come from all over, and they do meet and greets mm. and little performances mm. in this really yeah, quaint little village in the borders of Scotland. Oh so, right, yeah. and uh, was like, the, uh, but does he just play his own music, or does yeah. he play roller songs? He'll do a, he'll do a oh. couple of roller songs, but you know, mostly his his music. It's very political. Yeah. He always he always was, you know, kind of I Pete Seeger. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, He's political. interesting. Yeah, very political. It's a, Really? What mm -hmm. uh, what side of the fence does he does he fall on? Um, is he is he like pro SNP? So, uh, um, I would say socialist. Oh, yeah, really. Oh so, yeah, Pete um, Seeger, uh, you know, is his mentor. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So he must be. So is he a, a, a Scottish nationalist? Uh, you know, he wants Scotland to uh, leave um, Britain uh, to secede. Is he one of those? Um, that I really don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I, w I wouldn't know the answer to that. I mean, he's not always, you know, spouting politics, but you, you, he mm. gets it in there with his song choices and a couple of songs that he's written. Oh, that gives okay. you the idea that's, that, you know. Wow, that's, that's, that's really, I mean, I just wouldn't have thought that. That's really interesting. He's very, very interesting. Mm. He's a very mm. interesting man. And he just can't believe that we keep showing up, and he's just gobsmacked <laughs> that he sits there and, and we're just raising our hand, asking questions, and smart questions, not just, ooh, you know. <laughs> Will oh, you marry me? No, nothing like that. Really, <laughs> you know, smart questions about the music. So mm, I think he appreciates that. He, he he really appreciates that. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll have to keep and you in the loop, life. Carolyn. Next time we come over, we're going to grab you. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for doing this. Um, oh my for, pleasure. Yeah, for those who haven't read your book, yeah. thank you. And, and for those who haven't read the book, it's available on Amazon, and I imagine all booksellers worldwide. Is that right? <laughs> I think so. Good. Yes. Yeah, maybe we'll get That's a couple right. book sales online, for you. Get those royalties. <laughs> online booksellers. But um, yeah. So uh, you know, and if you um, if you want, if anybody is um, seduced into buying a copy as a result of hearing this, if you send it to me, I'll sign it for you personally and send it back to you. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. That's awesome. No, yeah, my pleasure. Well. Honestly. Thank you. No, absolutely, my pleasure. So. Um, anyway, well, um, how do we finish by saying keep on rolling? Sure, keep on rolling. Thank you keep so, so much. This was so exciting. I appreciate it. Thank you. All Thank right. You. Thanks, Caroline. Right. And thanks to you, our listeners, friends, and friends we've yet to meet. If you have some adventures and memories you'd like to share, please send us an email at baycityrollersfanevents at gmail.com. And also, you can keep up to date on all things Bay City Roller Fan Events at our website, baycityrollerfanevents.com. Thanks for listening.